Welcome to Inside the Squad, a podcast brought to you by the Community Outreach Unit of the Lafayette, Indiana Police Department. Inside the Squad is hosted by Lieutenant Brian Gossard and Sergeant Scott Galloway. From crime statistics to crime prevention and everything in between, this is your inside look at what's happening at the LPD. So welcome, this is the Inside the Squad crew. I'm with Brian Gossard and we have a special guest today, Greg McDaniel. He's an officer in the traffic unit. And today we're just doing a a rapid fire type uh, podcast. We're calling it rapid fire. This is between our normal monthly podcast just to bring a person in to introduce a topic and talk about it. So thanks for being with, with us today, Greg. Thank you for having me. So, Greg, we want you to come in and talk about crash investigations and specifically what you should do after somebody's involved in a crash. A person potentially is involved in a crash, an intersection or on the street. And if you could talk a little bit first of uh, your experiences becoming a traffic officer. My experience as LPD uh, has been over the past 19 years. I'm almost to 19 and a half. And for the past three years, I've been in the traffic unit here at LPD. And so my daily job is to come on uh, in the morning and handle crashes, make traffic stops, and assist patrol with any other type of uh, calls or activities that they have going on that I might be able to help out with and I'm close to. So essentially you get a call for a traffic crash and, and anybody in the traffic unit goes to that crash. You're assigned to those. Yes, that is correct. So tell us what happens in your typical crash. What is a crash typically like, uh, the average response that you do? The typical crash in the city of Lafayette, in my experience, is fairly minor. Minor being uh, the drivers are uninjured, vehicles are both able to be driven away from the scene, uh, pretty minor damage. So that, those are the majority of our crashes. And I would say on an average day, I handle two to three on our slower season. When it's colder out, we tend to see a little bit of decrease in the amount of crashes. And when it gets warmer, it goes up. But uh, that's probably my average crash. Now... Um when, a, when people get in crashes, they think they need to keep their cars there because the police need to see how their cars were when they crashed. Is that true? I, I have heard that excuse before, and that is not the truth. In fact, Indiana has recently reenacted a statute that asks drivers that if their vehicles are drivable and no one is injured, uh, no one is entrapped, no hazardous materials are involved, that those drivers move their vehicles to a safe location off the roadway. Because that, that is our, our main concern when it comes to drivers that are involved in crashes is, is their safety. Uh, not only within the safety of, of the crash itself that has occurred, but also uh, there is a, another thing that many people don't consider, and that's the traffic backup that occurs from the crash. And oftentimes within that traffic backup, uh, what we call secondary crashes. And those essentially are crashes that are caused because of the backup from the initial crash. So if drivers are able to move their vehicle out of the way, as the law states, that would help things move along, literally and figuratively, uh, immensely in their favor. So keeping the, the cars where they are, where the crash happened, is more dangerous for everybody else going through that area. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we understand there'll be situations in which they cannot be moved. Uh, maybe I just had one last week where the tow truck had to come because the rear of the car was crushed so much into the tire, the tire would not rotate, could not rotate. So it was unable, we were unable to move the car. So we had to wait for the tow truck to do so. So when, when people are, you know, have a minor crash, they move out of the intersection or out of the roadway. Um, what, what do they need to do at that point to exchange information, um, to get, to get the other person's 
what, are the, what do they need from that? One of the key things you said that was really good there was exchange of information. And that's essentially what the police are going to provide should we need to show up. But there are cases in which we do not need to show up. If you have a minor crash and both parties, both people involved, or maybe even multiple people involved, have minor damage to their cars and everyone's cooperative in exchanging information, that is a name, an address, or telephone number for that person, somehow some way to contact them, their insurance company name and their policy number, that's essentially what you need to pass on to your insurance in order to facilitate getting the claim resolved or the situation resolved and if your crash were to fit into that category and all those criteria were met you wouldn't need to call the police you could certainly take care of it on your own and be on your way however if you feel that you do need the police to be involved or the the their injuries of course then by all means call the police and let us come and, and assess the situation and see what we can do for you and i think one of the best things people can do everybody has uh, or most people have some kind of, of device that can take pictures or they keep a, a disposable camera in their car. Right. They can snap photos of the crash. You know, they have a crash, check on the other people, everybody's okay. They grab their camera or smartphone, snap some photos, move the cars out of the way. That way there's some kind of documentation on where the cars were positioned. Absolutely. You know, and again, if you're concerned that as a driver, that the position of the cars is key to your, your case or your side of the story, then you can do exactly that. Take some photos with your cell phone and we'll be more than happy to view your cell phone footage uh, or pictures, whatever it might be. Uh, we, as the police department, it's not a practice that we take photographs at property damage crashes, especially minor ones. But I know that after speaking to a number of agents that they really appreciate that, that really helps them in their process. That's what they're, um, assessors are going to do later when they come to take a look at their, their client's damage. So that by all means is something that, uh, we can work with. Absolutely. And so we, I think we've kind of established that crash reports from a police perspective, us documenting what happened, not necessary on every crash that, uh, that occurs in Lafayette. True. Where, where do you think that misconception came from? I think a lot of time, and I'm, I'm not blaming agents, but I think a lot of time it's easiest if agents see a crash report to help sort through some of those details because there are a lot of details within the crash report. I think it's also just uh, driver misconception. You, you, you know, it's kind of like uh, the game where you, you get together with a group of 12 people and the first person starts with a statement, and by the end the statement is totally something different than, uh, than was originally said. I think as misinformation gets passed along, it kind of builds, and then people get this misconception of what they need to do. There will be cases in which we need to come and make a report. Uh, when that's the case, you know, make sure that you have your documentation with you, which is uh, your license. We're going to ask for your license, your registration, and your insurance card. Uh, preferably, those are all up to date. You know, just, just like you want to get going on with your day and, and get your situation resolved, we do too. And so to help us and to help yourself make sure that that happens quickly, those need to be up to date. And uh, I know that a lot of people now will have their insurance on their phones, which is acceptable. However, there are cases in which parties are injured, unable to access their phone. Uh, for some reason, their battery's dead. And so it just slows things down. You know, I'm, uh, I usually will call companies to verify information and, uh, that takes time. Uh, one final question, Greg, thanks for being with us today, by the way. Um, you investigate crashes, so you don't just take reports. You actually investigate what happened prior to the crash, yes. uh, what the person had been doing, uh, driver attention, whatever, have it. Um, do you guys issue tickets at 
crashes or try to issue tickets at all crashes? That is officer discretion. Uh, but yes, there are times when tickets are issued at crashes. And um, I know back when I was on the street, it was um, thought that the insurance companies would not pay out claims if a ticket hadn't been issued. Is that still the preferred way? With or the how? agents that I've spoken to, uh, they have essentially given me the information that a ticket really strongly helps to support one side or the other, uh, however the officer feels was the cause of the crash okay and that, that uh, anything else brian i don't think so up? so thanks for being with us for our first rapid fire podcast and again these are podcasts that we will do in between our normal monthly podcast to um, talk about a specific topic so we'll see you in a couple weeks we're going to record our next podcast which will be a profile of a police officer a day in the life of what it takes to become a cop and do this job and we'll also have a special guest will miller will be here for uh for that podcast and as always if you have any questions comments gripes or complaints you can send them to podcast at lafayette.in.gov thanks for listening to this edition of inside the squad be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next podcast inside the squad is supported by the lafayette police foundation to discover how you can help support lpd visit www.lafayettepolicefoundation.com policefoundation.com